0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the session on the ITFA Bertha Fund. My name is Isabella Vate. I'm the managing director of the fund. This is Melanie De Voigt, the project manager of the fund. And together, we are the fund. We run the fund. Together with all the filmmakers, we support, of course. Um, just briefly, for the ones who, uh, who don't know, uh, the ITFA Bertha Fund was started 19 years ago by ITFA. Then it was called the Young Prime Fund. And uh, from the beginning, what we've done is uh, support financially projects from filmmakers coming from Africa, Asia, the Middle East, Latin America, and uh, Eastern Europe, Though that's becoming less and less uh, today. Uh, We do this um, through different ways, and what we're going to do now uh, is first just explain to you the basics of the categories we have, the procedures, and how we work. And then obviously there will be some time for questions if you have, and we'll also delve into a little bit what we encounter with the proposals we receive, the bottlenecks we see for people that apply, and uh, hopefully you out and give you some ideas on how to prepare proposals. Um, so, as I said, our core um, activity, I mean, the, our reason for being is uh, to, support the documentary film industry, and documentary filmmakers in Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Middle East. So in all our uh, way of working with our, specifically our regulations, for us what's the most important is that we work and support filmmakers that are living, working, and nationals of a country in one of these regions. That all is something that is always coming back. More and more, I think we encounter uh, situations where people live in two countries or where they were born in one, now they're living in the other. Particularly with all these exceptions, we really look at them case case by case. But the core is always that a filmmaker is national and works in one of these countries. We have, uh, maybe we can go uh, to the, oh yeah, just to give you a little bit of a feeling of what we do. We have a very nice trailer that we made, so we'll show that first. Slide. Um, the fund uh, started out uh, as I said in 1998, and uh, what we've actually done for 17 years is what we are now the second slide, please. What we now call the Itva Bertha Fund Classic, which is uh, the first funding stream we have. And since two years, we have a second one which is called Itfa Bertha Fund Europe that is for the support of international co productions, and there are things. Changed uh, considerably because we work with European co-producers or European producers that are co-producing with mm-hmm. these countries. But we'll go through uh, one by one through each scheme. But in both cases, as I just said before, what is at the core is always the stories that are told and made by directors coming and living uh, in the work regions we have. And now Melanie will explain to you a little bit more about the uh, Fabergé
1: classic. Um, In the Infobrasal Fund Classic, we have uh, two categories. Uh, You can apply for project development. Uh, That's to uh, do research, make a trailer, so to prepare your project for production. If you have made a trailer, it will help you also in getting production funding. Uh, So you can apply for that, and uh, then the contribution will be 5,000. That's... uh, Not big money, but it will help you to start off the project. And it's quite difficult to get development money, so it's uh, quite crucial. Um, If you apply, uh, we um, strongly recommend to send some visual material. Maybe you didn't make anything yet, then it's not obligatory. But if you have previous work which is representative of your style, then we would recommend to send it with your application. Uh, The other category is for production and post-production. There the contribution is 17,500. There we really need a trailer, an edit sequence, or a rough cut, or a demo, in whatever stage you are. We need some visuals uh, together with your application uh, for us to judge the, um, the proposal. Um, Since a couple of years, uh, we are not accepting any more applications for this category for Argentina, Brazil, Chile and Mexico, also because they have quite big national fundings. They still can apply for development, but not for production anymore. You can also apply for both categories, not at the same time. We expect you first to do development and then production, but you can add it up. So you first maybe received development funding, and then a year later, you apply for production funding, possible. Uh, next slide. Uh, what kind of projects do we support? Um, they can be of any length, so not only the feature length, but also short. Uh, Um, This is repeated now, that filmmakers live and work in these countries. Uh, All teams and subjects, uh, we're not strict on that, but as long as it's um, a creative documentary, so not too much anthropological, national geographical reportage, we're not really looking for that. Um, So we're looking for projects with a strong visual treatment. that we can see the the own voice and the own style of the filmmaker in the proposal. Uh, Then we uh, really would like projects to uh, become documentaries which we can present at ITFA. So they were looking for local stories with an international appeal. You can ask questions about that one later. I think that's always something that confuses people. Uh, Then how to apply, Uh, for the classic category we have two deadlines, the first one is uh, coming up the 1st of February and then we have one the 15th of May. Uh, Maybe you can note down the link uh, because everything we're telling here is also on your website. Um, Then we have uh, a lot of questions are always emailed to us like if people can apply in another language than English, and we allow Francophone African countries and Haïti to apply in French. Also, a lot of questions are raised like, can I apply on my own as a director? Uh, yes, that's possible. You don't need to have a producer. Um, the regulations are on the website, um, and actually then the only thing for development, the only thing you have to do is fill out the entry form. You can find that on my ITVAN. Um, and for production and post-production, you also fill out the entry form, but then you also email us uh, the visual material. And for development, if you have previous work, if you have a female link of that, then you also email the female link. Um, then next slide. Then what to expect? Um, it is very competitive. We receive around 350 applications each Selection round, and then we support between fifteen and twenty projects. Uh, so that's uh, not much, but <coughs> uh, you should try. <laughs> um, we are doing uh, doing the selection in two steps. So first we read all the applications, and uh, then we make a sort of pre-selection, and um, we're doing that with a lot of people. So after two weeks, we already know which 50 to 60 projects will reach the pre-selection. Those projects will receive an extra form to fill out uh, more information, like uh, the whole budget and finance plan, and uh, information we really need for the final meeting. Um, And we expect you to fill out that form within a week, send it back, and then, like for example, the first of February is the first uh, coming deadline. Then uh, half February we know which projects are pre-selected, and then the selection meeting is the end of March. Um, what we ask if we select your project is um, the worldwide uh, VOD rights, non-exclusive, which we, we do we don't put your film on the internet as soon as it's ready. Um, we mostly use that for ITVA TV. And we understand that when your film has the premiere at ITVA, that it will have first a festival live and um, maybe TV screenings. And, and we always ask the filmmaker after a year or so, like, oh, we would like to put it on ITVA TV. Is that OK with you? So that's basically what we mean with uh, asking these rights, that we can use it for that. Furthermore, we also ask the rights, it's not on the, oh, the slide is gone. Mm -hmm. It's not on the, uh, it was not on the slide also, but um, we do use, we have some uh, special ITFA programs during the year, uh, like open air screenings, and it's always called um, ITFA screenings, and uh, we also uh, ask the rights for that. Uh, what we also offer is uh, since a couple of years more and more uh, coaching and consultancies if you don't want to we selected your project and you don't need consultancy that's also okay you can just go ahead and make the film you want but if you really would like to receive feedback, we are always there for you. And we also offer you participation in the uh, ITVA Academy Summer School, which is always around uh, uh, June, July. And then we also help the filmmakers uh, with the fee and the flights and accommodation. Also right now at ITVA, uh, I think around 10 to 15 projects we uh, invited to come to ITVA while they're still in production to uh, join the ITVA Academy. Uh, some projects are uh, pitching at the forum or are observer at the forum and we also help them to come to ITVA and uh, with the passes and the flights and accommodation so then it's also possible sometimes maybe you your project is in a rough cut phase but it's not the right timing for the summer school or ITVA academy then we also try like okay what do you need and maybe we can find someone for that so um yeah. And the slide was already at the it's called, Europe. Yeah, and then the next one, and then Isabel will tell you about the, the Europe, birth Europe This is a funding scheme
0: we started in 2015, was the first round. We're doing this uh, mostly with support uh, from the European Union. The idea behind it is to support collaborations between Europe and countries outside Europe. We chose for these countries outside Euro- Europe, the regions where we work in. And um, we have two categories for them now. Well, one is to support the, uh, the production of international co-productions, where we uh, support six projects a year with a grant of 40,000 euros. And the deadline for 2017 will be the 1st of May. The second category we have within It of Europe is the support of uh, distribution of films that have been realized through an international co-production. And there, uh, the maximum contribution is 30,000 euro, 30,000 euro, sorry. And we're supporting three projects a year. And as of uh, the next round, we won't have a deadline. So we're opening it up. up, And you can apply as of December of this year until October 2017, whenever uh, you're up with a film uh, for distribution. The the international co-production category here, I mean, it's because it's European Union, it's quite a, there are a lot of rules we have to comply with. So then all, also the applicants have to comply with. So here we've listed like the basic principles, which is first of all, uh, the support of It's for Birth Europe is only for feature length documentaries, so that's everything above 60 minutes. Here again, we come back to our core, which is that the director of the film has to be working in one of the dark countries, so that Africa, Asia, Latin America or Southeast Asia, so it's the Middle, Middle East. And the construction of the production is that it should be a co-production between a European producer, which is part of the media program, and a producer. So here you do need a producer uh, in one of the dark countries. Um, also, it is required that the share, and this is usually expressed in the share of the revenues and the rights of the film, of all European partners together, so if you have more than one European producer, is a minimum of 20% and cannot be higher than 70%. So the scheme is for minority co-producers or majority co-producers, that's up to you. And um, as I said, the applicant producer is EU member states or including Norway, Iceland, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. For the upcoming round, because we're working, uh, because of the funding cycle we have for uh, from the it- from the European Union, that means that projects that apply for the 1st of May, 2017, the films, need to be done by the end of 2018, which also includes all the reporting, because we need to revert back to the European Union. Um, For the distribution uh, category, at the core of it, as I said, is that it's distribution support for films that have been realized through international co-productions, and that comply with the same rules that I just mentioned. So featuring documentary, director from a duck country, a co-production between a European producer and uh, one from the duck countries, where the the European partners have a minimum of 20% and a maximum of a 70% share. share. And then as for the distribution plan itself, uh, the distribution plan, I mean, we designed it in a way where the idea is that particularly for documentary, you develop a plan where um, I think you you try to combine all the different outlets that there are nowadays for documentaries. So this this can be theatrical, TV sales, festival runs, I mean the traditional ways that we know, but also the use of online platforms or outreach screenings where you're really targeting a particular audience, um, special events organized on a film. So try to combine all these different elements. Within this plan, you need to fulfill the requirement that there is distribution in at least three different categories, where one is a European one, one is preferably the country where the film is made, and the third one is open, is up to you. Um, the applicant for this category, in a way, is open. We've done two rounds for the distribution category now, and you see in some cases it's been the sales agent. We have an application which was done by the European producer. In any case, it comes down to to that it has to be the party or the company or the person, company, that is um, overseeing all these distribution activities or at least is in the position to oversee all these distribution uh, activities. Obviously, part of the plan needs to be a distribution strategy. And here, um, what do we mean? I mean, this distribution strategy mainly The funding that we are providing, this grant of 30,000 euros, can be up to uh, 75% of the total cost of this particular plan, and uh, most of the money should be spent on promotion and marketing strategy. So that means that you can use the funding to build a website that will be used in different territories because you have different language versions. You can finance deliverables also for VOD platforms or iTunes, Social media campaigns, uh, people staff to do this for you. So mostly uh, concentrated around this promotional marketing strategy. You do need when you apply the involvement of a minimum of three partners that will be involved in this distribution in the three different territories. And um, also here, uh, we you need to be done with for the the coming uh, round we're opening up to. You need to be done with the uh, distribution plan by the end of 2018. So we need a general time frame of the plan. Um, I think that's like the basic of uh, both categories. Later on, we have some uh, examples of, because maybe that's also to understand better what we do and how this works. A good way is usually to look at the films that we have supported, to give you an idea of the kind of films that are support. So at the end, I will, uh, will show you the list of what is showing this year, Ifa, there are some films premiering here, there are films that premiered, it started their festival in February, in Berlin, or in Sundance, or other festivals. So just, it's it's very broad. I think if you look at the, the kind of documentaries that we support, we always say, in a way it's very similar to how, what the Ifa programming is, where you see a, feature length, uh, very cinematic graphical film to a 52 minute film that would, was maybe made more for a TV audience, and that's in, in general, speci- specifically with the classic scheme where we don't have a length requirement, that is also a little bit the broadness of the select kind of projects that we select. Maybe so far anyone has a question with regards to what we've been explaining? This would be wrong, yes. to double-check, for the distribution, the film doesn't have to be funded. No. So it can be any any film. In the beginning, I think the first year we said we were only going to support distribution of films we had funded previously, but we left that out since it's here. So no, it doesn't need to be funded by us as long as you comply with this co-production thing. And, and you have funded films that you haven't. Done in yes. The for example, for uh, we had the first selection distribution in February this year. Now remind me. And okay. then we funded. Oh, then we funded two projects. One was Ukrainian sheriffs that premiered last year at Itfai and won the Special Jury Award. It's a Ukrainian Ukrainian film. Uh, and then one we had funded through our classic funding. But we also supported a film called Holy Cow, which was a co-production between Germany and. Azerbaijan, and and, uh, that one we hadn't funded before. And now this year, uh, we had uh, the second time we did the distribution thing in October. We funded The Grown Ups, which is premiering, and Itva, which we had funded before, China's Van Gogh, which we had funded before, but also Machines, that we were not involved in, which is one of the other films competing in the feature-length competition. For that first category that
1: you talk, that when the rough cut is ready, we can apply for, if uh, in the same time we get a fund from another festival, then uh, can we use both,
0: means each fund and another festival fund for one project? Or it should be only each fund and going on with that till the end of the project? Well, no, of course. I mean, we, in the classic category, in uh, in the classic funding for uh, production and post-production, we give seventeen and a half thousand euros. Think now, I mean, twenty years ago, when the fund started, films were made for seventeen and a half thousand euros. I think nowadays that's impossible. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's impossible. no, 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 we don't. And also, I mean, we. Um, I think. I we we are the, the fund is part of ITFA obviously, mm-hmm. but it's also a separate administratively a separate institution, and also the way that we work and we is to, even though we sit in the office of ITFA, our principal goal is the films and the filmmakers. And it's not the interests of others or of ITFA, for example, in this case. As a fund, our interests are the interests of the filmmakers. So in that sense, yes, of course, you need other funders. We don't put a claim on your film in that sense that, that it only belongs to us. And the same goes, for example, for when your film is finished. Mm-hmm. and you start thinking about this festival strategy and what are you going to do? I mean, we do everything that's possible to facilitate and help you out to understand how IFa works, to put the film into the program department and get, sh- and get you the best spot possible mm-hmm. within the festival program. But if you choose to premiere at another festival, it's totally up to, up to you. I mean, that's free. It's not. Thank you. Yes.
1: Um, quick question, I uh, bumped yesterday evening into a colleague from South Sudan, I met three years ago and I talked to him about the project. Sorry. Yes, bingo. Hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, uh, Actually I talked about this project three years ago in Juba and uh, we were meeting up yesterday and this year I founded a production company in Berlin. So now he's funded by IEF Classic. Yeah. And I was wondering if it's now possible like, to go to the production site? like co-production for my company here, with Bingo's company is also done?
0: Yes, you can. you can. As long as you don't do everything in one deadline, you can combine both. No, I mean, we have people who ask, can I apply for a script and for production at the same time? No, you can uh, use it as building blocks. I don't know how you say that in English, but you can, yeah. Okay, super. Yeah. For example, uh, the, I think it's The Grown Ups, it's a Chilean film that we supported for development two, three years ago, and then they came back with a Dutch producer and they
1: received funding
0: from the uh, It's for birth Fund Europe for international co-production, and now they also receive distribution.
1: Uh, yeah, that's nice to say for uh, Chile, Brazil, and uh, Mexico, uh, Argentina, they cannot apply anymore for production category in classic, but they do can apply again in the Europe categories. So, there we have. Down, I think, is easier. Yeah. that's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: making the <laughs> film maybe film not. not but, <laughs> 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 but I filmed that a few years ago, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? No? Uh, what we were, oh, yeah, What we were, uh, I mean, we, we get around 700 applications. Uh, a year, obviously our selection process for Classic and uh, Europe is very different from each other because in Classic, we because we do this two step procedure, we've really, at least we think we have yes. simplified it because the first application you do, I think it's a maximum of 1500 words composed of a synopsis, a treatment and basically the details of the team. And if you're pre-selected, then you have to send in like more legal financial uh, information and also on the project. Uh, but we do always still encounter, um, I mean, I think often people don't understand what, from what position people on the other side of the table look at projects. And there are some like very simple, regular things that uh, we thought might, maybe might be good to point out. Just one other thing with the, um, the evaluation of the applications for each for Bertha Europe, it's uh, it's all detailed on the website because there, because of Europe, we have like a very detailed uh, criteria scheme with point system, and um, it's basically obviously about the film and the content of the film, but it's also about the kind of co-production it is because the aim of the It's fund Birth of Europe is really to stimulate a collaboration. So we we want there to be an exchange. It's not just the producer getting on board of a film and trying uh, to get some money. I mean that also happens. So we 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 evaluate that one on really five distinct criteria that I won't get into now, but that you can find on the website. And now we'll tell a little bit more about uh,
1: the proposals. Um, yeah, so we receive quite a lot of proposals. And um, yeah, I, we pointed out some things uh, which you can, when like writing, you can uh, take with you. Um, The synopsis need to be clear and simple. Uh, It should be very clear for us what it is about. Uh, Then we ask for a project description. This is all in the myIDVA form. So we ask for a project description. You can decide yourself which topics you're going to include, but these are some, it would be good to include these all. So background information, story outline, visual approach, maybe the most important part because you're making a documentary, so we really would like to know how it's going to look like. So it would be it's really good when reading the projects that you're we already start visualizing what we are going to see. And that's what's lacking actually in half at least half of the projects. Um so if you already have made protagonists, it would be good to describe them. Uh, also the access you have maybe with a very difficult subject and you need to convince us that you are really the right person to do it, that you really have the access. And the directors know why Why are you the right person to make this documentary and not your neighbor, for example. That's also, um, that gives you the passion to tell this story. That's also important for us. And uh,
0: I mean, in that sense, you always have to keep in mind that the people who in the end are reading it are all people that like and love documentary. I mean, whether it's not uh, bureaucrats ticking boxes, it's people that want to be inspired by the stories and by the vision, and just want to get that same uh, thing that you got with the story you want to tell. It you have to like find a way to bring that
1: across. And then the visual material, uh, it's good to have a clip which is representative for the project. It sounds logical, but A lot of times we receive written proposal and visuals which don't really match. Or it's good that it's um, the clip adds. Yeah, compliments. Yeah, yeah, compliments.
0: Yeah. I mean, for example, if um, you're making a film where you really have like a very, it's all centered around one character or two characters, but that it's really a story based around one or two people. We do get proposals where people don't even send a picture. Of the character and particularly with development we don't uh, have it as a requisite that you need to send visuals but sometimes there are like really obvious things especially when people are making a film about their neighbor or a family member and then it's it seems so easy especially nowadays that you do have some visuals or make some special visuals at the same time i think also with visuals there's the danger that you send too much and you don't critically look at what you're sending so because and you are, this is only research material, this will not be the style of the film, which is very good to give that information, but that also means that maybe you should just use what is necessary of the material, because even if it's not going to be the style of the film, if you send 10 minutes of research material, that is kind of, uh, that leaves an impression in people's mind when they're reading I mean, here we're, we're not going to go through all these questions. We have this on the website. There's like a form to, okay, how to prepare my proposal, which like, very basic questions to ask yourself when you're writing. And this is mostly stuff that we've picked up at other people's presentations or at other people's websites, but it's just to give you a, a handout when struggling, and if struggling with writing a proposal. I mean, not everybody has that. Um, can you go to the next slide, please? More questions. More questions. And, and then, yeah, let's go. Yeah, and then we, the, the final slide, no, the, the one after this. Yeah. This is a list of uh, the films that the fund is presenting this year. We had a harvest, we call it our harvest, a harvest of 20 films. No, I forgot. I think there were around 20 films that were finished for this year. A lot of films that were late that were sent in in a rough cut stage, uh, and we ended up with 15. And 15 were selected uh, for the festival by the selection committees of the festival. We don't do that selection. And um, I mean, I'll just talk you through it. Uh, the, uh, on the left side, The Grown Ups is a Chilean project, so received funding for uh, development She, the filmmaker, has been here before. We funded a previous project. She participated in the Itva Summer School with a previous film. There she met a Dutch editor that she really liked very much. So she went to look out for a Dutch co-producer. She found a Dutch co-producer. They got ITFA Bertha Van Duren, and she was able to edit for six weeks with this editor in the Netherlands. And now recently, they also uh, received a distribution grant. Machines is a film that during the whole production process, we had nothing to do with but that now recently received a grant for the distribution. And then in the Best of Fest sections, we have four films that all, uh, and the Masters, by the way, all what started actually their life or their festival life at other festivals. Ambulance premiered in Sheffield. And these are all films that received uh, funding through the classic funding scheme. And Insignificant Man premiered at TIFF at the Toronto Film Festival. Tempestat in Berlin. Berlinale, in whose country in hot dogs this year. Then Masters, His and Havre, in Tragedy. This is one of our It's for Birth of a Europe films that premiered in Cannes this year. And then uh, in First Appearance, which is the competition that Itfa has for first time uh, filmmakers, um, debut films, we have three films. Amazona, Memory in 3 Acts, and Classic China, which all went through our Itfa, Birth of a Fund Classic funding schemes. And in uh, Panorama, we have six more, which is actually a mix. China's Van Gogh is our third, it's a Bertha Maduro film that was finished that received a co-production grant and a distribution grant. And all the others were films that uh, received funding through Classic. I mean, I think most of the films you will see here, my guess is, I'm I'm not gonna count them now, but about 50%, and that is something that comes back in our selection, are first-time filmmakers. And uh, you see many cases uh, an, insi- an Insignificant Man, Whose Country's a Memory Theoric, Amazona, Happy Ever After, Skulls, Trembling Mountain, no, not, are all films where the director is also the producer, which is complicated. I mean, if you can, I would really recommend that you get a producer. So it's people working in a small scale setup. Uh, and some of them took nine years to finish the films, like Skulls of My People. We had the premiere yesterday, and it was like, yes, check. <laughs> We're done with that one. But some also took one year or two years. That, that, that's a different story. So um, I mean, that's about it, I think, for what we have to say. I don't know if anybody has another question or more questions. This would be the moment. Yes. I'll give you my question, Um I kind of understand that. You're uh, not supporting Brazil or Argentina anymore, but since you are experiencing a political coup, I think you've got uh, your eyes back there yeah. because everything will be very editorialized from now on, what's coming from, from that. But I noticed that you have the, the Chilean film, so that means that I should ignore this and send
1: proposals anyway. Yeah, that is... Um Grown-ups we supported for development in Classic, so... But before you stop the... No, 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 developer for these countries, they can still apply for development, Uh, but not for production anymore. But um, I don't think we're going to open up the production category in Classic, because in that category we would like to focus on other countries which don't have national funding at all. But uh, mm-hmm. there are possibilities now in the Europe category. So because- Co-production. Yeah, the co-production category Maybe. and the distribution yeah. category. So actually, yeah. they can come back now for production, but mm-hmm. with the European co producer And
0: actually, I, th- I
1: mean, if you look at our selection, when,
0: when we select, we've always tried uh, to have a spread of continents. That's not always possible. So, I mean, there are rounds where we have We've had a lot of Asian and Middle Eastern projects that have been, I think for two or three years, we hardly selected anything from Latin America. And now this year and last year, we did again. So we have another Chilean project by a young filmmaker that is in development now. We have a Brazilian, we have two Brazilian projects and we hadn't supported Brazilian projects for almost 10 years. And then in 2015, we did one and this year we did one. So it's, yeah, always possible. Um,
1: the, for the Euro category, IBF Europe, if, because he said 7% or 20%. Are you funding like from the start, or do, you, do I need to have funding already in place before you get on board?
0: No, when you apply, you don't need to have funding in place, but to get the payment, you need to have 50% of the funding. <laughs> I'm looking at Melanie, it's, it's a lot of rules. You need to have 50% of the funding in place. So once we select it, you have three months, four months, to comply with all the rules, send us all the final papers and the confirmations of the financing you have in place.
1: <laughs> it might be very quick for written on your face to apply for Europe the first of May already, because it's still in development, maybe he can better apply in a classic for production first and then maybe next year, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, but there will be production. Yeah, but yeah.
0: You, can, you can go. I mean, you can, as I said, you can you build everything. everything. So he yes. has development now, he could yeah. come back himself for classic production, mm-hmm. and then in the year after, you could do uh, Europe for post to do the mm-hmm. editing, for example. Okay, that works too. So yes. there's yeah. a, oh, I thought you could. And do, then you can even come back for distribution. Yeah. So. Okay, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: thought it was like either one production. No. This side or this no. side, okay. Because for the uh, production category in classic, uh, we don't have a. Th- fixed day then it should be finished. So you can use that money for more yeah, the yeah the early start of production and but, but with the European Union on board we have all these rules and then you need to finish yeah, exactly. otherwise we have a problem. So it's better to when you really have um, that's a good point the end of production. Yeah, it's also done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Anybody else? Well
0: okay thank you for being here as Melanie said earlier and Almost everything we said is also on our website. And you can always reach us by email if you have any questions or something comes up. So enjoy the rest of your festival. Thank you.